You're listening to Theological Sidebar, where I, your host, will take you through a beautiful discussion of things that are interesting that come from the biblical text and the crazy world around us. Buckle your seatbelt. Here we go. Hit that subscribe button. Check out our YouTube channel. Um, I think that's about it. We'll talk to you later. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Theological Sidebars. Here we are. We're doing two this week because, well, let's just face it. This passage has some good stuff. Um, that's kind of weird saying that, right? The, the Bible always has good stuff. This passage has good stuff. The previous one has good stuff. So there you go. Just clarifying that for you who want to parse little words out. Um, okay, let's talk for just a second. Um, looking at Matthew 13, and I really think this passage uh, is helpful in commenting on um, our culture and as it seeped into the church as well. So here's what I'm going to look at. Let's just talk about it for just a few minutes. Um, it says this in Matthew 13, verse 17, uh, verse 47. Uh, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a large net thrown into the sea. It, it collected every kind of fish, and when it was full, they dragged it ashore, sat down, gathered the fi good fish into containers, but threw out the worthless ones. So it'll be at the end of the age. The angels will go out, separate the evil people from the righteous, throw them into the blazing furnace, and there will be a weeping and gnashing of teeth. So... I don't know about you, but I also kind of find this interesting, how much the angels play a role in the judgment. I never really thought about it much, but twice now Jesus has said it in this parable, in the parable of the wheat and the tares, um, that the angels will play a role in this. Now, here's what I think is fascinating, too, um, is this separating that goes on. Um, so... As you read this story and you read this parable, you, you recognize the point that Jesus is making. And he said it's very, and Matthew set this up to be very serious and very sure because it's been mentioned twice already. Now the same interpretation. Um, but it's the idea that there will be a separating of who? The standard that will be separated, uh, people will be separated by is evil from the righteous. Evil from the righteous. Uh, now, Let's talk about this for just a second. Um, Im important to recognize point one on this is the separating that's happening of the fish is, um, is happening to them. They are not separating themselves into different categories. When this is something you and I kind of need to remember and remind ourselves of, is that um, we do not get a picture that the fish determine if they have been good enough, or the fish are the standard in and of themselves to, to getting into the buckets or being thrown to the side, right? This is important because um, when you ask people about how they view the judgment that is to come and whether they're going to be there, most people think that they're going to be good enough and that it will be through their good deeds and who they are that will place them into a bucket, almost as if we kind of choose our own destiny. Um, and if we have been good enough, we have been, we will of course go into one or the other in terms of uh, the judgment. And so, yeah, we have been good enough. We believe ourselves to be good enough, um, but, but that's not the point. In fact, the way that this judgment is going to play out is it will be an active sifting through and God's 
judgment will take place and he will give the standard. That's another point, right? Is that it's not your standard, it's God's standard. Um, today, we, we build ourselves up to believe whatever we want to believe about ourselves, right? So if I believe myself to be uh, the, the greatest good person on the planet, I can believe that. In fact, if I tell people, and this is how messed up we are culturally, if I tell you that I am almost perfect, most people in a way to, I guess, we don't want to have conflict the way that our culture works is they'll say, well, that's that might be true for you. And if you believe that that's who you truly are, then who am I to tell you otherwise? You are good. You know, um, if I tell you that I'm a different gender, if I'm a different uh, you know, uh, you name it, whatever. Most of the time, our culture will say, I will affirm you if you affirm me. So I determine who I am. And, and that's really the answer. Our culture today, we are so much, uh, we are so built on um, autonomy, self-autonomy. Um, what I believe about myself is the truest thing. But here is the problem. What you believe about yourself means nothing in this judgment because you aren't the one throwing yourself in, right? The angels will come and they will separate the evil and the righteous. So here's another devotional thought for us today too, right? Who are the righteous people who will make it in? Now, if you are somebody maybe not a Christian, you will probably think, well, of course you Christians think that you're all going to just be in because you think you're all a bunch of good people, kind of claiming maybe, and if you are if you don't quite understand the gospel, you might think you're going to be in just because you sat in a pew for years and years and you had a lot of good works. But let's go to the text of the Bible and find out who is righteous and how are you righteous. So here's a good one for us to look at. Let's look at this one. This is from Romans chapter 3. Look what Paul says about righteousness of humanity, right? Are we better off? No, not at all. For we've already charged that both Jews and Greeks are all under sin. As it's written, there is no one righteous, not even one. There's no one who understands, no one who seeks God. All have turned away. All alike have become worthless. There is no one who does what is good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They deceive with their tongues. Viper's venom is under their lips. Their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. And he's quoting the Psalms here, by the way. Their feet are swift to shed blood and ruin uh, and wretchedness in their paths and the path of peace they have not known for there is no fear of God before their eyes. Now that's interesting, right? Because if we're hoping and saying, well, yeah, I'm going to be part of that. Notice what the Paul is saying is that humanity all in itself is unrighteous. But wait, there's a separating going on, right? But it sounds like no one is righteous. Now that's important, right? Because theologically speaking, no one is righteous. Now you might say, well, I'm good. I do good things. Okay, but, but as a whole, if you read what he has just said here in the text, right? Think about the general state of humanity. And I think deep down, you may say, well, I'm not the worst I could be. No, we're not saying you're the worst you could ever be. But we're saying that generally speaking, this is pretty accurate, right? You know, how many people seek after God? How many, you know, uh, think after him? Um, we kind of just do our own thing. We kind of believe ourselves to be good. So biblically speaking, 
as those nets are being pulled in, what should just be in those nets is a bunch of worthless fish. That's the bad news, right? Is that there's no one good in and of themselves. That's the hard part of this. But Jesus has said that there will be some who are righteous. But how do you go with everybody is unrighteous? Every single person is born. This is all because of Adam's sin. If you read Romans 5, that is why we are in this mess. Both through original sin and also through um, you know, sin nature that has been passed down all of us. We sin like Adam all the time. We've, we are unrighteous. But yet the text tells us, right, that there will be people who are righteous, that there are going to be people who are going to be righteous and seen as righteous. So who are those people? Glad you asked. Well, I've asked. Well, let's look at what the text says, shall we? I love this. Look at what Paul will say in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians. Or if you're English, 2 Corinthians. I know that was a big thing back then, but if you actually like talk to people from the other parts of the world, that's how they, they talk, 2 Corinthians. It's kind of a cool way to say it. I think I'm going to start from that. 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. But notice, look at what he says in 2 Corinthians 5.20. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So that's how you do it. This is the gospel, right? This is, this is the beauty of this whole story, is that none of us are good enough. None of us, all humanity should be in the wicked evil category because none of us seek after God. All of his creation has rebelled against him. And yet the good news of the gospel is it was through Jesus and his righteousness that he gives to us for those who have believed in him. When you have believed on him and trusted in him and placed your faith in him, um, you've confessed your need for him, asked for forgiveness, you've repented, you take his righteousness upon you, on yourself, and in effect, he was the one who was, as the text said, he was uh, made, uh, uh, who did not know sin, to become sin for us, right? But he became punished for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. So I, I hope that's helpful. Maybe that's another little gospel point of something to think about, maybe an image for you and I to understand. Uh, but I think that also hits at the, the heart of our culture, which is, um, we we might think we are something, but the Bible tells us who we really are. You're either righteous or unrighteous. And all of us seem to be, well, because of our nature, all of us are completely unrighteous, if it not for the grace of Jesus, the cross that would take those of us who are unrighteous and make us righteous. That's all I got for you today. Hope this is helpful. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.